0: We are now going to turn our attention to Haiti. The U.S. House of Foreign Affairs Committee starting today will hold hearings on the crisis in Haiti, including policy recommendations for the administration of President Joe Biden. The hearing is closed. It is being called for by Congressman Gregory W. Meeks from New York City, who serves as chair of the committee. Uh, thus far, testimony is limited and, and only includes rep representatives. representatives, as far as we know, from the Haiti Bridge Alliance. Uh, They've done a lot of work around deportations uh, and also the uh, the the National Network for the Defense of Human Rights, and um, also a Haiti-based human rights group, the National Network for the Defense of Human Rights, or RNDDH. But there are concerns on the ground in Haiti that the views and demands of the vast majority of Haitian strugglers for democracy will not be heard in this hearing, that they will be left out, and instead demands put forward by those identified by the United States as civic society leaders Uh, will be heard. That includes, by the way, the voice of the movement and the party of Lavalas, which remains the most popular um, on the ground in Haiti. Although many are glad that the crisis in Haiti is finally getting the attention it deserves, respected activists in Haiti Solidarity Movement have identified a problem. Many of the United States left, the left of the United States, have been accused of picking and choosing which of the Haitian uh, grassroots movement demands they support, entirely leaving out some of the demands of the Haitian majority. This is especially true when it comes for the calls for immediate elections. The Haitian grassroots is saying elections are not possible with the dictator, with uh, Jovenel uh, Moise in power, that he has got to go. And also, if he goes, um, some civic society people are putting forward that he should be replaced by a, uh, somebody from the Supreme Court. The problem being the Supreme Court justices were named by Jovenel Moise or uh, Michelle Martelly. So there are many who don't trust that approach on the ground, but that doesn't stop uh, U.S.-based activists and, uh, and alleged people in solidarity with the grassroots in Haiti. But here to uh, break all this down for us and let us know what the heck is going on. We want to welcome back Kevin Pina. Um, He is a journalist, filmmaker, educator. He's an expert uh, on Haiti. Kevin Pina, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Margaret. How are you this morning?
0: Yeah, okay, i um, hanging in there. Uh, Kevin, I was going to play a, a, a clip of a, a protester talking about why they want Jovenel Moise to go, but what I'd like to do is for you to really take the time and break down for us what's going on. What is the difference with what the demands being put forward on the ground by those tens of thousands of people across Haiti and what a selected group of so-named civic leaders are putting forward and have been picked up by many in the left here in the United States, Kevin Pina
1: well I, I think um, well, thank you for having me on this morning, but I, I think I believe that the um the hearings are tomorrow, not today.
0: There is a uh, hearing it, there is part of a hearing happening today, and then there's one that I think is a little bit more open that happens tomorrow. I believe at it, least uh, as far as I understand yeah
1: new, if you look at the calendar, it's actually scheduled for tomorrow, but that's not a big deal, but Emmanuela Doyen, who's, uh, called a policy expert for an organization called Pop Dormi, which means we don't sleep in Haiti, is probably the most, I think, uh, authentic voice that you're going to see, but still that's problematic. Miss, uh, Joseph, and that's a Haitian Brazilian, out of San Diego. They just kind of popped out of nowhere. And then, of course, the most problematic, uh, who's going to be, uh, talking before the committee is, uh, Rosie Auguste, who's with the RNDDH, which was formerly the NCHR. The National Coalition for Haitian Rights, which played a very problematic role in Haiti before 2004 and after 2004, really in the persecution of Lavalas, in working in the full court press to try to destroy the political movement that had catapulted Aristide to the presidency not once but twice, both times resulting in a U.S. sponsored coup, and with good reason, which is that. You know, this represents the majority of the poor. And any organization, any movement that really represents the poor in Haiti is a challenge to the grip of the oligarchy in that country, the wealthy elite who really are not free market capitalists but are monopolists, who really rely upon taking a big chunk of the billions of dollars, nearly $5 billion this last year, of remittances, uh, the money that family and friends send to Haiti to keep people alive. Well, people got to buy staples, and those staples are owned by monopolies. The distribution of those staples are owned by the monopolies of a few families. Uh, they are fabulously wealthy in a sea of the poor. And, of course, in Haiti, politics has become a franchise. It's become, uh, if you will, another way to make a living, uh, one of the few ways in Haiti to make a living if you can get elected to a public office, and as largely... You know, that's largely behind the corruption in the country because there is so little economic development because of this small clique of a wealthy elite that stands between Haiti and the building of a solid middle class. There is no middle class in that country. There is no middle ground in that country. So you've got this sea of four, and amongst them you've got this political class, which is buying for political power, And you've got the oligarchy behind them, putting money, buying gangs, uh, manipulating the environment. And behind them is U.S. foreign policy. And largely, U.S. foreign policy has been wrongheaded. As I said earlier, it's resulted in two major coups. As a matter of fact, I will argue with anybody uh, who wants to have an honest dialogue that much of what we're seeing today can be traced directly back to the 2004 coup in Haiti.
0: Absolutely, and, and you know, and, yeah. Sorry. That's mm-hmm. no, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that you're absolutely right uh, about that, and 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 clearly, you know, I've I've been down to Haiti. Our crew, we were um, Romero and I were down in La Saline, the first team down there, talking with the victims of the massacre by these government government sponsored gangs, the new Tonton Macoute, reminiscent of the Duvalier era. But one of the things, getting back to um, what what is what is happening today is actually there's going to be a closed-door session today with the administration, and then tomorrow will be the witnesses uh, that you just mentioned. But uh, explain to us, the uh, Haitian grassroots are saying that uh, they're asking people in the U.S. to support the demands of the People's Movement in Haiti for the creation of a transition people's government of sali public. Uh, public safety capable of meeting people's basic needs and organizing truly fair and free elections. Tell us about that because that's one that is not being picked up by the left here in the United States. Kevin Pena.
1: Well, that's that's the next that's the next beat of this analysis. The, the 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 first part of the analysis was to give you a sense of the players on the ground, and yeah, still La Valas is wildly popular because. It is that political movement which the majority of the poor still see as representing their interests, as opposed to the interests of the political players who are playing the games of the elite for the oligarchy and ultimately U.S. foreign policy in the country. U.S.-sponsored elections have gotten Haiti nowhere. We know that working with those forces that are easily corruptible by the oligarchy in Haiti have gotten Haiti nowhere. And, in fact, what is called for is something revolutionary. And that is exactly the difference between the platform that's being offered by the so-called Sector Democratique, which is led by André Michel, which includes, uh, I've got to say, guys, why on earth you would go to bed with a corrupt murderer, known murderer, like Yuri Latour Tour, is beyond me, or with, with, with someone like Reginald Boulos and the Boulos family, who were behind the 2004 coup and behind pressuring the United Nations to commit massacres in Haiti. Uh, Not that Heleno Rivera needed a lot of convincing, but still there was that pressure that was applied. And so really, (laughs) when we look at the difference of what, the mainstream opposition in haiti is calling for versus what lava Loss is is calling for it's a difference between the status quo something that that the united states will accommodate and that which is calling for authentic change in the country uh... you know the the, the, the lava Loss concept of sali public as you as you brought it up which is sort of uh, public safety uh, uh... is how it translates into english doesn't depend upon former PHTK ruling party functionaries, officials, and allies acceptable to the U.S., the so-called international community, and Haiti's oligarchy. Instead, it proposes a complete break and restructuring of Haitian society under a popular government of transition. Folks simply don't know Lavalos remains wildly popular among the poor majority and has been calling for nothing short of a revolution in Haiti to break the grip of the U.S.-backed wealthy elite who still pull the strings of Moïse Jovenel and the PHDK ruling party.
0: Right, absolutely. And the thing is, the the transition government that Lavalas is um, putting forward, they say isn't only Lavalas that they say it will consist of credible personalities engaged in the struggle against the ex- exclusion and corruption and who share a vision of a new method of gun governance. And it is this new method, uh, Kevin, that you are referring to. But finally... It's very confusing for people um, in, in the United States and also in Europe because you have people who sound very militant. They say Jovenel Moïse has to go, that they support the protesters on the ground. But nevertheless, they seem bent on ensuring of silencing Lavalas and of their voices and demands not being heard. Just your final thoughts on that, because that's what the right wing, the core group is doing, but I am really worried about increasingly, you see some sectors of the left, including some of the black left, uh, falling into that particular trick bag. Kevin Pina, your final thoughts.
1: Well, you know, a good good example of that, of course, is Lula's return to the political landscape in Brazil uh, yesterday and the fact that uh, nobody is mentioning the reprehensible role that Brazil played under Lula uh, in Haiti. And it got and so it got bad that even one of his staunchest supporters, the supporters the in the country, country, the MST, the, the Movement Centera, actually condemned the role of Lula and the Brazilian military in the United Nations military operation. But I raise it as symbolic of how people want to forget reality and want to ignore what actually occurred. We can't allow revisionist history. We've got to remember just what that coup in 2004 was about and how it led us here today. And how it is a direct result of U.S. foreign policy. And that we know that many of the same political figures who are talking about Haiti today under Biden were also there under Obama. And it was under Obama, quite frankly, the PHDK ruling party came to power after a direct intervention of then-Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton. But then, of course, we also yes. know that the 2004 coup occurred under a Bush, the Bush administration, or Republican administration. So if we look at it historically, you know, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, that fundamental policy of supporting Haiti's oligarchy as the private sector, as the primary economic motor of economic development, which is laughable, has not and will not change. And as a result, elections will always favor maintaining the status quo in Haiti and nothing will change, and Lavalas is trying to offer a real alternative. Again, nothing short of it being revolutionary today in Haiti.
0: Right, and Kevin, give us your, um, uh, your handle uh, on social media because you follow all of this very, very closely, and if people want to find out the truth of what's going on, what should they do? To just tell us that quickly.
1: You can just go to HaitiInformationProject.net HaitiInformationProject.net and it'll all be there.
0: Right. And also, if you go to the uh, Haiti Solidarity, the Haiti um, um, Action Committee's website, HaitiSolidarity.net, you will find some of this as well. Well, Kevin, we always appreciate your clarity and your uh, calling it out. As far as I'm concerned, you should be one of those people um, uh, in, you know, telling, breaking down uh, to elected officials what's happening in Haiti so that you don't have people sending uh, the Biden team in the wrong direction or maybe it's the direction. Direction, they all want them to go in thank you so very much uh kevin okay. pina you and i both know that's why i'll never be one of those people but thank you <laughs> <laughs> right okay